was it good for you? All right, welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. This is Charlie. I'm Jay. And we have a special guest host in with us today. Her name is Natalie. Say hi to our audience. Hi, audience. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? I, I'm good. I just want to introduce myself as one of the former contestants on the uh, U-Haul lesbian dating game. I was one of the losers, so I thought I'd try and come <laughs> come back and reinvent myself. Well, you're not a loser because now you're a guest host with us. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm uh, going to say a little bit about myself, see if it's interesting. I'm a struggling freelance photo producer, so if anybody knows of any work out there, please give me a call. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, yeah, I spent the weekend just kind of doing something I don't usually do anymore, but I'm going to all the different San Francisco lesbian hangouts. Went to the Lexington, went to the Lookout, went to Trigger, went to lots of other clubs, and uh, I have to say I'm rather exhausted. (laughs) I haven't been doing this for a long time. I'm single, have been for five years, and uh, kind of stayed out of the scene for a while, but I'm back. And uh, yeah, it's an exhausting venture, Yeah, I have to say. How was Trigger? I haven't been there since it's opened. Well, I went on boys' night, which was Wednesday. So it was all boys and me and two girls. So I guess we made the wrong decision because the night before it was <laughs> was ladies' night. So I missed out. But it was still fun. It's very I like L.A. But yeah, it was actually really fun. We danced. We had a good time. But it was very reminiscent of most of the clubs I've been to in L.A. Yeah. So it has kind of a different vibe, which is, which is nice. Mm. I enjoyed it. Did you do any late-night eating? Eating. I didn't. I didn't. At Orphan the food Andy's, <laughs> What kind of question is that? <laughs> Wait, I got some cookies at the corner oh. store. I don't know. I have this sugar problem right now. But no, no, I didn't go out. You said something about Orphan Andy's? Oh, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. Well, I've heard people have gotten um, bad service from Orphan Andy's. We had heard that, and then it came into practice, actually. When was that, yeah. two weeks ago? Um, what happened was... We've been hearing about people getting bad service, and I thought, you know, maybe they went on an off night or something, and went in, put our name in, there was a table ahead of us, and so we're waiting outside in the freezing cold for Mm -hmm. about 10 minutes, and this gay guy couple walks up and just walks into the restaurant and sits down in a booth that they were cleaning. So I walked into, into the restaurant and asked the guy, I was like... Did those guys just get seated before us? And he says to me, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't see you guys outside when, you know, the whole restaurant is, I mean, you can see the street from the restaurant. There's like 10 people standing outside on the sidewalk. So very unlikely that he didn't see us. Um, And I said, you know, that's pretty ridiculous. And he said, well, if you don't like that, then you can go somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. then that kind of confirmed, you know, what other people have said about getting bad service. I think just in general, they don't serve women very well there just because it's Or sometimes like, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say when I first moved to San Francisco, I like literally got off the um, Muni in the Castro. The first, We didn't know where to go, so we went to what's called the Glass Coffin. I don't even know the real oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. We Twin sat, Peaks. Yeah, Twin it's Peaks. Right and we sat down and we were like, wow. We had really had no idea where to go. Yeah. So we thought, this must be a lesbian bar. It's the Castro. People are gay. It's right. We just one-track mind. It was all older men. We had, like, the best experience there. Yeah. People were so welcoming, and I was really excited to be in the city, coming from Michigan, and 
Um, so I really haven't had those kinds of experiences, yeah. mainly in the city. I think it depends on the place that you're going into. Totally. I mean, Jay and I were in Divas this past weekend, which is a... Um, it's not a drag bar, but um, they're transgendered people and they're performers. And it's where is it? Where exactly is it's it? It's on Polk and Post. Yeah, and they were so welcoming. They were buying us drinks, and they, the host of the show that goes on at midnight, Victoria's um, Secret. Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret even <laughs> announced that there were two newcomers. Wow. We were the divas, virgins that night, and everyone was just really nice and. I don't know. I think it just depends where you go. Yeah, I you think know? it's typically the, typically the case that people are really nice. But yeah. then when you encounter that, you're just like, it's very really confusing. Yeah. I was really nervous going into Divas after the experience at Orphan Andy's. I was uh-huh. like, oh, this is a bar where we're totally not like the normal clientele. Are they going to be like totally yeah. catty towards us or uh-huh. like just not service or what? And it was refreshing to see that it was completely the opposite. It's kind of my new favorite bar, actually. Yeah. So right. We well, had a really good experience there. <laughs> Probably too good. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll got asked to go. back to do a faux, uh, faux queen show. Really? Which is women in drag. But, you know. Are so you going to do it? I, I think maybe not, you know, the next time they have the show, but... I gotta warm myself up to it. I'm not quite there yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. I just, I've never done it before, so we'll see. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. I'll invite you. Okay. 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 All right, ladies. Well, let's move on and find out what the outcome for you haul it is. Um, our online poll is finished, and it looks like our audience voted for. Drumroll, please. It was a tie! It looks like uh, Stina and Sarah both tied for the winner. It was really close between all three of them. So let's see what CC our contestant. Let's see who they chose. So CC, did you have fun today? Yes, it was. It was very fun. And who is your choice? <laughs> well, that was really hard, uh, but I think I'm picking number two. Okay, and here is your uh, future U-Haul-it. You guys are going to get a U-Haul and get married and have eight babies and then get divorced a year later. Here we go. Come, Stina, come meet your, your date. All right, well, we've been trying to decide what to do since it was a tie. And we decided that in light of it being Pride Month, we're feeling very generous here. So we figured we'd just go ahead and give them the $50 bar tab provided by Stray Bar. So the date's on us this time. And congratulations, Cece and Stina. Tune in next time for the next U-Haul It. And let's get into Q News. Q News. Clear news you can use. Okay, so starting off uh, Q News, I was going to talk about an article I read a few weeks ago that eHarmony was forced um, in court to create a separate but equal site, I guess is what you would call it, called Compatible Partners. And Compatible Partners has been running ads on... um, Compatible Partners is for gay people, since eHarmony won't let gay people on. And they've been running ads through Gay Ad Network, so of course I went on and checked to make sure they weren't running ads on our website, because they mentioned that they had been running ads on Ellen's site. 
And I figured that maybe, like us, she just was unaware that Compatible Partners was the same company and didn't know what was going on. So I was shocked when I was watching the episode with Portia. Did you see that? I didn't see it, actually. I was like, this is great. Portia's on Ellen. This is going to be so awkward and fun. (laughs) Jay Church loves Ellen's show. I love Portia, too. (laughs) Well, yeah. So anyways, they were on the show, and they were playing the newlywed game. And like to my surprise, it actually said um, under the little podium where the announcer was, the newlywed game sponsored by eHarmony. So there's no confusion there because it's right. not like compatible partners anymore. It's right. actually there's sponsored by no the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Right. I was shocked. I yeah, well, I mean, there's so many other sites that can be used for for dating for, you know, the queer community. I don't know. I mean, I I, I think their hand is being forced in doing Ellen's? this. No, no, no. E-Harmony. E-Harmony. Like they're not a, to they're, create a queer website. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'm surprised Ellen's accepting advertising from them. That's what's surprising to me. Yeah. Well, well what's the reasoning for not letting gay people use eHarmony's website? Because they're like a religious dating yeah. site, aren't they? Well, they. It's w- religious. The founder is very religious. Yes. Oh. But they're so they're being forced to do this because they're yeah. afraid of being litigated. Mm-hmm. But so. that, that's why they had to create the separate site, right. Compatible Partners. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. You know. Change is good. I mean, it's they made a mistake. They're trying to amend. I, I mean, they have to. I mean, they're not doing it because they've they changed their belief system. I think they just, they were forced to. I don't know why Ellen would support it because, like I said, there are so many other options for queer people. Do you think to use maybe online. she was using it like to be ironic? Oh no, no, <laughs> no. And it could have something to do to do with the network. And, oh, their, and their corporate relationships. So she that may just sucks. really not have an option. Well, hopefully Otherwise. they're paying a lot of money for those ads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope it's worth it for Ellen. Such a nice name, Compatible Partners. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I've been looking for that for a long time. <laughs> it I'll do like, some investigative reporting. It sounds like it can be anything. Like a dog would make yeah, a Compatible exactly. Partners. Exactly. Like, okay, like, like a fish. parrot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a dating site for humans. Yeah. Maybe it's not. We have to look into this. I'll check it out. And I'll like, yeah. I'll know. <laughs> you, you let us know. I'll Twitter, Twitter, twatter you later about it. Twatter? Twatter. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> All right, so next on the list was um, Pink Saturday, which is the big pride party on Saturday night after Dyke March, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the Castro. And this I was just including because it kind of goes with the theme we were talking about a few weeks ago where San Francisco is just killing all the fun. Um, <laughs> you know, beta breaker and bumper yeah. sticker. Yeah. San Francisco is killing everyone's fun. <laughs> Tried to make it so you can't be naked at beta breakers. I oh, mean, bro, that's who, so dumb. who wants to not be naked at beta breakers? Well, there's Jesus. a lot of people that I don't want to be naked at beta breakers, but whatever. Most of the people that are naked at beta breakers, you don't want to see. Incompatible partners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Pink, Pink Saturday was almost a no-go this year because of the city again. City Hall vetoed the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgences. That's really hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they vetoed their um, proposal, because you have to get a permit from the city, and they were vetoed twice. And just recently, right before the deadline, they actually were able to get it through. Um, the spokesnun, Sister Barbie Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally butchered that. <laughs> Sister Barbie Mitzvah? Okay, that's right. Yeah. Barbie Mitzvah. Barbie Mitzvah. Sorry, sister. Um, <laughs> this has been a t- uh, this is what she said about it. This has been a total setup and sabotage by the SFPD and city since last year. 
again, we lost out because of political red tape, and only now does the city want to work with us. So it looks like it is going to go through. There's going to be a few changes. Um, they're going to have beer booths and food vendors and entertainment stages, hmm. which I sadly... This probably says something about my state at Pink Saturday last year, but I thought they already had all that stuff. <laughs> so did I. I did too. I was like, these are uh, changes? I missed well, Pride for the past couple of years for social reasons. <laughs> I think we all do that every once in a I while. Think, like, I'm not going to Pride. Screw that. <laughs> yeah, I think there was just a lot of public drinking, but it was, there weren't yeah. actual booths set up. People are just There's public drinking their... every Sunday at the park. I know. <laughs> Well, you know. I mean, I heard they were I heard they lost their beer vendors because of this. Yeah. So they have to actually figure that whole issue out. Maybe that's why they need the beer tents now. Yeah, so I, don't they know. Pay for beer. I don't know. It's just hammer time there. I don't even I mean, no matter yeah. what Boots and no boots. <laughs> They're gonna have some People troubles, be, you know. Yeah. There's gonna be liquor. No matter. There's gonna, gonna be, be like liquor. beta breakers. There was right. quote unquote no liquor beta breakers. And please, there was That's people walking there down is. the street with IVs full of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's gonna be liquor. Exactly. <laughs> Last year, Q Bar when it was BOC um, had you know that little outside area mm-hmm. set up and it was like another uh, you know an extension of the bar. So they so got a permit to have liquor. I, I guess. Well, it wasn't outside. It's still part of the bar. Oh, but okay. Saying like. They can serve more people that way. Just, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. it gets so crowded. But whatever, you know. Uh, so on the more find s- ways. <laughs> on the exactly. more serious topics, besides our Beer. drinking habit, <laughs> <laughs> um, to the marriage fight, we have no marriage for straight people, which is a new campaign being brought on by two local um, reverends, the Reverend Art Cribs of San Marino, and the Reverend Ann Cohen of the First Congregational Church in Glendale. Um, they've both said that they will not be performing any wedding ceremonies of any kind until the ban on same-sex marriage is lifted. I like that. Very I thought nice. it was pretty amazing. We need more people like that to support us. Are they straight? Uh, yeah, I believe so from the article. But, I mean, there's a lot of churches out there that aren't completely, you know, anti-gay. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, I feel like the Jewish community is always pretty present at, like, gay events and stuff like that. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine if every one of those denominations was just like, we're not gonna do any more marriages until this is fixed i know <laughs> how exactly. many pissed off straight people there'd be <laughs> i know well you know the catholics won't be doing that yeah. anytime soon you can't count on them for much no episcopalians <laughs> are pretty cool though yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's disappointing because i was raised catholic so was i were you mm-hmm. oh, did you go to catholic well my school? mom's born again now oh that's which has been born again catholic born again christian full-on Huh. Full on. They're more interesting than Catholics sometimes. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Yes. Born, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Catholic school? I did for like a year. Um, but then Born that, Again no. is the Jesus Camp movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. see that? I did not. Oh, you should. That's just yeah. Crazy. I get really depressed. <laughs> it's very personal for me yeah. because actually, when I. My mom, I really. My mom knew, but we just didn't talk about it. And then. When couples were first getting married years ago, I guess five years ago, on mm-hmm. you know in City Hall, she heard about it, called me, and said that um, if I did anything like that, out of the blue, if I did anything like that, she would disown me. And that was literally the day after that my girlfriend of five years and I broke up. Oh, four years, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, so four <laughs> years, um, and I was just devastated. So I told her, I said, I really don't care. Yeah. At that point, I just didn't. I was so sick of fighting her and fighting so many aspects of my life in regards to my sexuality that I just 
didn't care and told her that. Well, I, of course I cared. I mean, you don't right. want to yeah. be disowned but by your mother, upset. but what are you, what are you going to do? Like, fine. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to change who I am. Yeah. So l- the next day I got a big bouquet of flowers at work and my mother Whoa. just sent me a note. It was for my mom and she said, you are loved, period. Aww. We never talked about it again. I mean, that's just really the, the state of my relationship with my mother because of her religious views. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, yeah, there's no point in discussing it. It's very, she's very linear. Um, so I just try and live my life by example. Like, just show her that I'm a healthy, good, loving person. And right. that she can learn that, you know, gay people aren't bad. But, yeah. you know, it's it's a difficult, difficult thing. My dad's a- Episcopalian. Oh, is He's he more just open? like, what? I don't care. Just be happy <laughs> and just don't tell me too much. You know, <laughs> I think that's a lot of parents just don't yeah, tell exactly. me too much. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of aspects Open of door, lives. but shut ears, right? <laughs> yeah, interesting. You just do what you can, so... Well, there's another uh, government issue on here, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, when Obama came into office, he swore up and down one of the first things he was going to do was to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh-huh. And so far, it's hasn't happened. Right. It hasn't even come close to happening. So um, today, the U.S. Supreme Court turned down a challenge to the Defense Department's policy forbidding gays and lesbians from serving openly in the military. And this was um, a grant at the re- at the request of the Obama administration. So just another nail in that coffin, I guess. Oh wow! With the military, I mean that's a tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I guess the court was supposed to hear, or was not supposed to, but they were debating whether to hear an appeal by a former army captain, uh, but it was dis- who was dismissed from the military under "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." Uh huh. Which is unfortunate because you know. It's not like we don't need people in the military right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is as good a time ever to keep them in, maybe? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 just... I mean, I don't want to go to Afghanistan, so if someone else wants to, <laughs> I mean, please, by all means, let's not kick those people Can out. Can you still be called to serve? It's a touchy subject. We should probably leave that for <laughs> private time. so um finally to close up uh q news uh dick cheney is okay with gay marriage yay dick cheney wow he's accepting his daughter now it's a little too little too late don't you think though i mean now that he's kind of a lame duck it's (laughs) never too little too late never i I mean yeah of course but at the end of the day he's coming out and he said that i think it's fantastic and then he followed it with but I think it's up to every state to decide. Yes. What did he actually say, though? <laughs> he said, I mean, I don't have the exact quote, but he basically said, I'm for gay marriage, but it's up to every state to decide. So, like, still taking that, like, medium, mm-hmm. middle of the road, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's it's fine if California wants to He's discriminate. I'm perfectly I mean. okay with that. But, you know, everyone, he said everyone should have equal rights. Except for people that live in those states that are really discriminatory. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what he said. So it's kind of like whatever. It's a, I mean, he's he's supporting his daughter. Everybody uh, hates me. I'm gonna try and say something that maybe will get yeah, out of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why about? He really hasn't said much at all. Uh, well. And on that note, <laughs> into rainbow rumors. <laughs> rainbow rumors. Let's say a congratulations to Cynthia Nixon getting engaged to her partner of, Yay. I think, three years, um, Christine Marinoni. It's hard to make applause when there's only three people in the room. <laughs> Wait. But you can imagine if there were hundreds. they have a kid together already? <laughs> they do? I thought. I don't know. She had a that. baby. I think that sounds With familiar, too. With her ex-husband, I think. Uh, uh, still or counts. boyfriend. Yeah. But I don't think they... 
Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I doubt that they did. That's kind of impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as you all know, Cynthia Nixon's from Sex in the City. And she made the announcement on May 17th at the Broadway Impacts Action Equals Marriage Equality Assembly. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> I can't. And I'm not going to. <laughs> um, she held up her hand while she was talking and the crowd went wild. Her hand with a ring on it? With her engagement ring on it. She put a ring on it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, Beyonce. (laughs) Where's Carly? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She would have liked that. Um, Here's one for you, Jay Church. I know you like Alicia Keys. I do? Yes. You do now. I do now. (laughs) (laughs) She I. Well, supposedly she's, you know, an undercover lesbian, but... Rapper Swiss Beats has been dating Alicia Keys for a couple of months. Who's Swiss Beats? Isn't he married? Yeah. So this is what happened. Alicia Keys supposedly threw him a birthday party at NYC's Guggenheim Museum on September 9th. And he wanted to set the record straight. Or maybe he wanted (laughs) to set her straight. I don't know what it was. I don't know what kind of rapper he is. I've never heard of him. He's, I think he's a producer more than a rapper. I mean, I can't think of one song he's actually rapped on. Well, this is coming from Us Weekly, and they're pretty good about their facts. I mean, <laughs> so wait, something happened at the party? Oh no, he's they just, just telling him that, that he's dating her. Oh, yeah, because you know she's pretty. She doesn't really talk about her love life, uh-uh. and you've never seen her with anyone. And so, when guys that are suspect are like dating a woman, and people always they they call it like a beard, like if it, as a cover. Uh, so, yeah. what do you do if it's a woman with a quote unquote beard? It's not a beard, then what would it be? A merkin. A merkin. <laughs> a merkin. So Swiss beats is her merkin. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Alicia Keys was out with her merkin yesterday in New York City. <laughs> God. I like the way that works. Oh, that's a gross visual. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite sections in the Chronicle is on the back of Date Book, and they have um, this area where it's the public eavesdropping section. Have mm-hmm. you ever read that? I so, have. So there was someone overheard saying, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I know everything. And I thought that was such an awesome quote. Someone in San Francisco. Oh, yes, said it does. That. It was overheard at Blend Salon in San Francisco. Oh, that's funny. We should all put that into our repertoire of like responses. Yeah. Exactly. I think I've said that, that many times. I'm totally going to start saying that. And that's all I have for you for Rainbow Rumors this week. All right, let's get into the interview. All right, so we have with us in the studio today several uh, lesbian filmmakers. Uh, shortly, we're going to be talking with Madeline Lim. Um, but first, we wanted to hear from Jay Aguilar and Melissa Banales. Um, they have a film coming up in Frameline called Getting Off, and I think they have another project in the works, too, but we'll let them tell you about it. Do you guys want to say hi? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, Melissa, everyone probably is familiar with from the show. <laughs> what about you, what about if you, you don't know, now you know. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Jay? Well, um, Melissa and I have been friends for like 11 or 12 years now, and um, I've made... This is our first collaboration on a film. Uh, we used to do spoken word together, um, and this is my fourth short film, and um, 
I, I actually wrote a feature script that I'm trying to find funding and producers for as well. But um, I'm super excited about our film being in Frameline this year. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your film? Sure. It's called Getting Off. It's the story of a boy who searches for her missing orgasm. And, uh, you know, it's a queer, exploitative, orgasmic joyride through the streets and beds of San Francisco. Which is exactly what we wrote to Frameline. I noticed. <laughs> it seems to have worked. I love and it so. worked. <laughs> yeah. are the, is it shot in any notable points? It, well, you know, the Lexington. That's it wouldn't be a queer exploitative film unless yeah. we went to the Didn't Lexington. Did you say the bathroom of the Lexington? All of it. Okay. Yeah. The bathroom, the outside, the alley. We did covered you, all our bases. Did you wipe it down first? Why? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> I said we were searching. How do you, we got, you know. There's a lot to search through. There's a lot of search there. Listen, we're dirty pervs here, okay, guys? Like, you know, we're representing, so. Uh, we also wrote the film in the Lex. Yeah, on a napkin. <laughs> After a, a few napkin. cocktails one night, uh, that's what happens. It's good for so, more than just drinking. Right. Exactly. We shot in Fagatron Alley, which not a lot of people know about in San Francisco. Where is Except Fagatron? only the real uh, yeah. Well, it's it's you know it exists in our hearts oh, as well, okay. and your mind and, and our, our crotches <laughs> and our crotches. Oh, yeah. can you tell our listeners a little bit a little bit about your crotch T-shirt? Yes. <laughs> now I'm wearing a shirt called Crotch. Okay, so this stands for <laughs> in the film uh, Mayor Valencia, played by Melissa. Um, commences a committee to be on the case of the missing orgasm and it's a crotch committee it stands for uh, (laughs) committee to return orgasms to crotches harmoniously nice (laughs) love that acronym yes who are the members of this group well, it's it's San Francisco, baby. You know, we took it to the streets. You know, the mayor of Valencia Street, which is, she's only the mayor of Valencia Street, by the way, in the movie, because it's the only important street in San Francisco, is, you know, it's very concerned. And so she called, so members of the community. Yeah. So did you actually go up and down Valencia Street, like, importing people into your movie, asking them more? We went, we went everywhere in putting people yeah. into our movie. We basically asked all our friends and, uh, yeah, and they their stepped friends up. Yeah. and their girlfriends and whoever they were fucking and anyone who would want to be in this movie. <laughs> and we pretty much accepted into this movie. Our yeah. inspiration is, you know, of course, John Waters and, Love John um, Waters. you know, a little Hedvig, John Cameron Mitchell in there. And there's just, you know, we're trying to do a little playful kind of thing for, you know, um, the queer girls, the gender queer folks, you know, like ourselves, and you know, because the gay boys can't have all the fun. They can't have all the campy fun, can they? They have a lot of campy fun. Yeah, yeah I think it's do. time for us to have some campy. Yeah, fun. Yes. yeah. I'm yeah. excited. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yay. Can you tell us where it's playing and when? It is going to be at the Roxy Theater on June 20th. Saturday, June 20th. It's it's part of the, uh, you know, Frameline is done in all these different programs, and the program is called Dirt and Desire. Oh. Yeah. We're is playing th- with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We're I was just going to say, is the, what's the theme for that then? Just everything <laughs> dirt is dirt and, and desire. desire? Well, if this tells you anything, at the bottom they had to say, contains uh, explicit sexual material, <laughs> so don't that, bring the and kids. And the Roxy, for the record, is where they always host porn screenings. Right. <laughs> right. For like when a new like porno comes out, they like screen it at the <clears throat> Roxy. So I feel like that says a lot, even though our film isn't a porno. Right. I guess, you know. Yeah. But it's screening with a it lot of really great to films. Porn? 
It's you it's know, it's a pseudo porn. It <laughs> is. Isn't it? It's an homage. <laughs> Ode to porn. It's an homage to that style of filmmaking. <laughs> known at might you know the crass word is pornography. <laughs> I like to call it sexually art. liberating art. Yeah, you know, it's very Andy Warhol of us. <laughs> like, but I will say it's try- It's going to be with with a lot of other amazing shorts. Yeah, there's a lot Tour of Japan. incredible filmmakers. Uh, Stephanie Tour Yang's film. Stephanie Yang's film is in their new bike Tour de Pants, which Jeanette yeah. is in Jeanette is in that film yeah <laughs> you're nice. in Tour de Pants yeah no no no, no. no mean, I, new wish. Bike. I wish I uh, wish we were in Tour Stephanie de Pants <laughs> I just like the name yeah it's awesome <laughs> those films are amazing so yeah. we're really excited folks should come out and um you know I also did want to say that I think it's important that you know we can sometimes poke a little fun at ourselves when we talk about sex and you know because it's kind of it can be a very serious you know uh shameful subject about you know not being able to have an orgasm or come with partners um you know just with yourself as the character jack offinelli that i play you know she (laughs) jerks off 12 times a day but for some reason the, the orgasm was stolen when she's with other people so you know it's kind of it's a serious subject that we wanted to kind of like melissa i was gonna i wanted to do yeah, this tell really them what you really wanted like, to do i went to sundance with my friend i didn't have a film there but i Can saw I just this say sundance amazing changes lives because jeanette comes back you seriously inspired? it was she very was inspiring hugely inspired because i saw uh this film about Derek jarman uh who's one of my favorite filmmakers yeah and, you know, uh, in any case, it was I was going to make a really dark experimental movie about sex, and then Melissa's like, "Let's just make an absurd comedy, <laughs> and put your face on the side of a milk carton, and your your <laughs> orgasm's missing." And I go, "You're brilliant." <laughs> so our sick, twisted minds came together, and we we birthed this baby. Uh, that you have to be 18 to see, but it's really, <laughs> I think it's really gonna yeah. like touch people in that special place. Yeah. And, uh, their yeah. hearts. You I'm sorry. Their, their hearts. hearts. <laughs> so we're, cause a lot of our audience doesn't live in California. Is it going to be showing anywhere outside of there or how could other right, people see well, it? Well, we, we are going to premiere the film in Frameline and there may be showings outside. We'll keep you posted. Um, but if you're really interested, I mean, you really should try to come to Frameline. It is is amazing festival. We're gonna put the info up on our website. Yeah, and you can get pre-sale tickets at brownpapertickets.com. <laughs> well, Frameline.org actually. And Frameline.org. Yeah. <laughs> but folks should go to myspace.com/slash/gettingoffmovie and friend us, and we'll as we find out from all of the film festivals that we've applied to that say yes, then we'll let you guys know. We'll let you all know. We'll let you guys know. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so actually, we have uh, Madeline Lim coming on next to talk about uh, her film coming up. And uh, Jay, you had an interesting story. Yeah, um, my first film uh, about five or six years ago called Simone's 24, which got into Frameline as well, um, was created in Madeline's workshop for QuackMap, the Queer Women of Color Media Arts Project. And I took several classes on screenwriting and directing, and it was really the first time that I felt... um, you know, just supported being a, a mixed race queer woman of color filmmaker and had never done it before. And, and um, Madeline's class really was a huge inspiration and a huge point, turning point in my life um, as far as making my art and having that kind of community where, you know, other women of color, we could talk about our, our art together and just create films, even if we had no experience. And, uh, you know, I kept going back to the classes and I kept taking more and more because I just love the experience so much. And 
Madeline was my DP, my director of photography for my first film. Maylisa was in that film as well, and I just owe her a lot. Oh, so um, yeah, I just want to give big props Madeline. to Madeline. Super, she does so Madeline. much for the community, and and the festival every year is amazing. Yes, yeah, Clock My Festival Aww. is amazing. I'm glad you guys are all here together. Me too. That's cool. Epic <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for stopping by. Thank Yay. you very much for having Thanks us. for having us. And we can't wait to see it on June 20th, right? That's yes. right. 10.45 p.m. at the Roxy. All right, we'll see nice. you there. Frame that napkin. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> all right, and now we have the woman we've heard so much about, <laughs> Madeline Lim, joining us in the studio. Glad to be here. Welcome. Thanks for Thank coming you. on. Um, so you're the executive director of the Queer Women of Color Media Arts Project. Yes, affectionately known as Quack Map. Quack Map. That's just much like, easier to say. Just like the Affleck Duck. <laughs> Quack Map. So what exactly is Quack Map? Well, we offer free training programs. It's filmmaking training programs to queer women of color. So we teach queer women of color how to make a film through our 16-week workshop, and then these completed films are then showcased at our annual Queer Women of Color Film Festival to approximately um, 2,000 people who come and attend our weekend film festival over at the Brava Theater. Um, And then once these films are done, uh, we actually get them out to the public. We get them out to universities, to community organizations, to different film festivals, um, because right now we have about 140 films that have been completed through QuackMap in the past 10 years. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, so your 10-year anniversary is coming up. It is. This is our 10th year anniversary. And what are, what are the plans for it? Uh, well, with our film festival for this year, which actually takes place June 12th to the 14th um, at the Brava Theater, uh, we're celebrating big time. We have three parties, our opening night party, a fundraiser over at Burning Bush at the Vibe Lounge, and then a closing night party. And then actually this fall, we're um, working with Pixar Animation to do a barbecue there and hopefully have some swimming and uh, barbecuing um, when it's hot out. They have nice. a pool at Pixar? Yeah, they have That's a crazy. pool. They have volleyball courts. They have lots of stuff. That's so cool. So um, you actually have a movie that's being showcased at this um, Quack Map Festival. Yes, yes, I do. M- the title of my film is called Sambal Balachan in San Francisco, okay. and it was actually completed 12 years ago. And uh, it deals with three queer Singaporeans who originally from Asia who are in the United States in the Bay Area trying to create a home for themselves. Oh, interesting. So, actually, unfortunately, this episode will air after that film festival. So how would people be able to see that? Uh, you can watch Sambal Balachan. You can go to the public library. It's actually in the reserve section, so you just let them know it's in the reserve section. It's something that you have to watch there, not something that you can check out. Okay. And then um, QuackMap actually has some films coming up in Frameline as well, right? We do, we do. Um, every year, in fact, you know, when, when film festivals find out that we actually create filmmakers who create films, um, and they basically we become a one-stop shop, and they come to us and say, hey, can you create a program of the best of the year, or can you create a program along this theme? And so um, we've been doing this, we've been curating for Frameline for about five years now, and so our program, our QuackMap program called Blazing Wonderlust screens on Sunday, June 21st at 4.30 p.m. at the Victoria Theater. Where's the Victoria Theater? It's um, on 16th between South Bend Ness and Mission. Oh, okay. Just a couple of blocks down from the Roxy Theater. Excellent. And then um, how would people get involved with QuackMap if they wanted to? I know you said there's um, there's a training session coming up in the fall, correct? Yes, exactly. We actually conduct four 
uh, workshops, training workshops per year, two in the spring and two in the fall. And uh, there's usually an open workshop and there's usually a workshop that's a featured workshop. So this fall we have one that's open and our featured workshop is actually going to be for Native American, um, Indigenous, First Nation, uh, Two-Spirit Queer Women. Interesting. And then the completed films from that particular workshop is going to become the featured screening at our film festival next year, 2010. Okay. Nice. And how many applicants do you get for each section of the year? Um, We only take in 10 participants per workshop. So each year we only take in about 40 participants. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The workshop process is very collaborative. It's very one-on-one, very supportive, and, you know, we really take folks who have never, um, you know, turned on a camera before, they're not filmmakers, and train them through the 16-week process so that at the end of it, they have a film. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are films that are really about, you know, our experiences as queer women of color, our life, and because, you know, we still can't turn on the television or go to your neighborhood theater and, you know, see films that reflect ourselves you know so this is our way of um creating media creating images that are representative and and then getting it out there what's the um is there any criteria used to choose the 10 people um no it's pretty much first come first serve if you go to our website it's um quackmap.org that's q-w-o-c-m-a-p.org um and if you click on the training program you can see there's a list of 15 questions you just have to answer those questions you know what is your name your address contact information what is the idea for a film that you want to make um send that in and we look at all the different applications and um and then you know you get an email from us basically saying that you're confirmed to be in a workshop just That's like cool. Jeanette, Jeanette Aguilar way back in 2000, <laughs> 2001, signed up for several of the workshops. I think Jeanette took the screenwriting workshop a couple of times, took the directing workshop once, developed and shot um, Simone's 24 um, and through that process. So we know Jay got involved in filmmaking through QuackMap. How did you come into filmmaking? I came into filmmaking very late in life. Um, I actually wanted to be a filmmaker when I was a teenager. I think I was 14 or 15. I was in this humongous fight with my girlfriend, and it was very dramatic and very, you know, melodramatic. And, and I popped out of that argument, and I thought, hey, this would make an interesting film one day. And then I went back to my argument. And so since then, you know, I've always, always really wanted to make films, but um, my parents had a very working class education, you know, the equivalent of a 10th grade education. And so we never had, you know, it wasn't anything that we really had money to set aside for a college education, much less, you know, filmmaking. And, you know, filmmaking is really expensive. I mean, you know, on average, it's independent average numbers. We're not talking Hollywood studio numbers, independent average numbers. It's it's approximately $1,000 per finished minute. So to oh, make a I didn't ten minute, how high it was. yeah, to make a ten minute film, you know, you it would cost ten thousand dollars. I mean, very few people I know have ten thousand dollars sitting right. around <laughs> to put into filmmaking, you know. And so that's part of the reason that you know QuackMap offers these workshops and the training and skills free of charge, so that you know you can really have a community around you to get crew, to get cast, to get the support that you need, and then when your film is done, to get the resources to get it seen by the public, you know. Very cool. 
So how is QuackMap funded? Is it grants? It is mostly grants. It's government grants. It's it's private foundation, public foundation grants, and um, individuals as well. A number of us, QuackMap filmmakers especially, you know, they've gotten a lot through the free workshop and made several films through the process, have come back and, you know, invested in the organization. Yeah. So that's that's the best part when, you know, um, QuackMap filmmakers come back and, and invest in the organization. So It's very cool. They're alumni, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. It's like a university. Exactly. exactly. Nice. Yeah. Because all our programs are free of charge. You know, our training program, I mean, for an equivalent uh, program, you know, at, 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 a, at a university or at an arts organization would easily cost you $2,000 for a 16-week training, you know. Right. Um, so that's free. Our film festival is free of charge to the public, you know, and our distribution program, you know, is also free to individuals. You know, we get films out to individuals as well, so... That's awesome. Well, it's free of charge, and it's highly spoken of. And in this economy, I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for. <laughs> so yeah. for, for people who do want to find out more or might want to get involved, could you give us the web address one more time? Sure. It's quackmap.org. That's Q-W-O-C-M-A-P dot O-R-G. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks uh, for having coming me. Coming on the show. And uh, we look forward to see your programs at Frameline and, of course, next weekend. Cool. Thanks. Well, I'm looking forward to watching those films. That's going to be exciting. I know, and I can't wait. They're right in the mission, right by us. And remember, if you have any love advice that you need, I haven't um, gotten any letters recently, but probably because we had a little problem with the Ask Charlie section. Um, Feel free to go to our website at thelesbianpodcast.com there's an Ask Charlie section you can submit your name or not and ask me a question Um, or not (laughs) um, and also remember to tell your friends about us we always love new listeners and if you like to support the San Francisco community there's also a donate button and thank you for those that have donated in the past and um, along with the Ask Charlie, there's a couple other things that we have under our features section on the website. You can uh, check out the latest you haul it or the past ones. Um, you can ask Charlie a question, like she said. And then we have a new section we're uh, testing right now called Daily Daiku. So be sure to check that out and let us know what you think. Um, and then also our events page. If you want to know where Jay and Charlie are going to be, if you're coming in for Pride from out of town and you want to know what's the coolest place to be. Well, it's going to be where we are, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the one event we're looking forward to? Oh, cock block. Yeah, look for us on the flyer. It's going to be at the Supper Club for Pride, so you'll want to get your tickets on uh, brown paper tickets. Get them early, so they're only $15. And I really love that venue. It's really nice, and you can get all dressed up. It's fancy. Look all fancy. Mm-hmm. Fancy lesbians. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see all the fancy lesbians out here then. Until then... Say exactly San Francisco. Was it good for you? <laughs> <laughs>